everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. This is season four, episode number one. Thanks to those of you that have been listening since I started a couple of years ago. And if you are just joining in now, then I hope that you will go back and listen to prior episodes. What you might notice is the first couple of years, I was just having conversations with myself. But over the course of almost the past year, I guess, uh, nine months to a year, I've had some guests, uh, some that I've actually had the conversation with as a recorded podcast, and then others that we have downloaded from our Thrive in EDU live show. And because they're such great conversations, we have a lot of fun, I decided to start using those as some podcast episodes. So kicking off season four, in this episode, Mel and I spoke with Michelle Pittman, who is the CEO of dot, dot, dot. You're going to have to listen to find out. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you will check out what you learn about and follow them on Twitter and reach out to us and connect in our Facebook community, The Thriving EDU, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Melody McAllister here. It's great to see you with the lovely and wonderful Rochelle Dene Pope. It's been a while since we've seen you live. And so this is really cool. Um, I, I, I want to know, like, let us know if you've already started school, if you're still enjoying your summer vacation, what is going on in your world. Um, it's rainy and cranky here. Like it's been ever <laughs> since ISTE. It has not let up the rain. We're having a record month here in Anchorage with rain. And I'm a little depressed over that. So it's good to see your face, Rochelle. How are you doing? I'm great. It's just listening to the intro again. I'm like, oh my gosh, it has been a while since. I think the last time we did this was when we had pre ISTE and we had all those amazing women on to talk about everything and like getting excited for ISTE. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I've been looking forward to this. And it's like, wait, even when I was in streamer last night, I was like, wait, how do I get back into the studio for a second? <laughs> like, I know I've done this a million times. Like, and I always forget to do something. And I, I don't think I did that time, which is good, but I'm excited because uh, we're going to have a great conversation. I've got a game lined up for us. We have a repeat Ooh. guest who I am really excited to talk to again today, especially since we're heading back into the new school year and people are like scrambling for different ideas, maybe feeling a little bit stressed out about some things and looking for some new ideas and inspiration. So you're going to find that here with us today. I guarantee it. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today, and I'm excited that we're talking about it in the back to school um, time because, you know, jumping into and I don't should I give it away? Jumping into you know service learning, community service. Like if you want that to be a part of your school year, then it's good to start um, at the beginning of the school year when you're laying down your foundation. Of course, there's mm -hmm. no pressure if you already feel like everything is going wonky and chaotic. Mm -hmm. Then this will be something that you'll get to when you can. But we're so glad that you're here. Oh, we have our first comment. Jen says right here too. Oh my goodness. And I was just talking with somebody in Ontario, Jen. So yes, yeah, school starts in September. Hey, teachers on fire, Tim, it's good to see you. Thank you for joining in. Um, I, I don't know where the other Mel is, but hopefully she'll join us. I know, yeah. yeah. 
So will you do us the, will you introduce our guest, Rochelle? We've had her on before. We have. Uh, I'm going to bring her up and tell us a little bit about Michelle. Was, today is actually Mel, Rochelle, and Michelle, if you can say that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yay. All right. So Michelle is a uh, second time uh, on our show. So it's great because you were here earlier in the spring. I think it was potentially, but with all Gosh, things, nice. you'd never know like when the time was exactly because time passes so quickly. But Michelle Pittman is the CEO and founder of XQVAL and it is amazing. I have ever since we first had her on, I've gotten to know a lot more about it. And what has been interesting to me is, especially over the summer, talking with people at conferences and in virtual learning events, and then some of my own experiences this summer, seeing people getting more involved in and want to learn more about like work-based learning, service-based learning, volunteering, uh, and lots of those opportunities and benefits. So pausing there because Michelle, I know about you and Mel knows about you, but people joining in may not necessarily know about you. So could you let us know a little bit about yourself? Yes, it is so good to be here. Thank you, Rochelle and Mel. It's good to be back. And it's also good to be like heading back into school as well. And uh, X2Vol is uh, now turning 14 years old. So we've been around for a while. We're the leading service tracking and reporting platform in K-12 in the United States and Canada. So um, we're just really, you know, our mission is to help students connect with really meaningful opportunities and to make a difference in their communities. And that ties back to what they're learning in school. It ties back to their future and their, their careers that they choose. So our uh, platform tracks and reports service, uh, both community service and service learning, as well as work-based learning. Oh, I love that. And it just it just makes school worth showing up to, to know that you're like really contributing. It's not like you're just going to this place where you have to go to, but it's like, it's something that you're impacting in real life. Um, I, I just, Michelle, I, I got to put this comment up here. My friend Farzine says school starts soon because the Chiefs are going to school. Budget. I'm sorry. I just had to say that was hilarious. Um, and I'm thank you, Farzine, and everybody who's watching. So how do, like, let's say that you're a teacher you've never really gotten into service learning or community service. What do you suggest on how to get back or how to jump into that, especially during the back to school season? That's a good question because I think that's where a lot of teachers are right now, because the last couple of years have really been put on pause in terms of students going out into the community. Um, they've had to pull that back. And so now, a couple of years later, if there's you know new teachers, there's new processes and also new uh, school new students coming in that have never served yes. the community before. If it was part of the high school requirement, they just never were able to get out into the community. So a lot of schools are starting from scratch. So we really have been working with our schools on re-engagement. That's sort of the term that we're using mm -hmm. for re-engaging with the community. And that's both for the students and also for the nonprofit organizations and as we go into work-based learning, it's true for students and employers. And so everybody's kind of having to start from scratch this year. And so it's going to be a really interesting year for our company, as well as for teachers across the U.S. and Canada. And we're looking forward to it because uh, we, we help enable them. So it makes it a lot easier when you have a platform that can help you manage that. And uh, we want to we help them take those baby steps back into the community. Um, I love that. And so do you have anybody like a shout out to anybody that uses your platform that maybe we should follow? 
Is there anybody just like they're just doing extra amazing? I would say um, we have uh, there's a school district called Wacomico and they're in Maryland. They do have a requirement. And so they're doing really good. Lori Batts is out there. So just shout out to Lori. <laughs> and um, we've got a lot of schools and districts um, that that uh, use our that use our platform. And I don't know, like all of them that I can say the names because we have mm -hmm. we have to also not <laughs> right. be able to like do too many shout outs. But that mm -hmm. but Lori has always been a big uh, fan of ours. Also, Mike Turner, Cincinnati Public Schools, he uses um, X2 Vol for his work based learning program. So he's one Cincinnati Public Schools are one that you may want to just check out as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you. And, you know, and that's so true, but hopefully if they're on social media, then they're willing to be followed by right. all of us adoring fans. So and yeah. now, and there's just one more Allen high school because we've done an interview. That's one that we may pop into the, into the list as well, because they've done a big re-engagement program starting in the spring. So a lot of schools can take away a lot of learning uh, from what they've done if, as far as re-engagement goes. And you're mm -hmm. talking Allen, Texas. Allen, Texas, Allen High School. Mm -hmm. They have awesome. 5,000 students in their high school. Yes, that's, that's huge. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, kudos to all of them. Yeah. So wonderful. And, you know, one thing, too, that I want to say, like, with service learning, it, it's something that I think like two years ago I was doing a blog for Getting Smart, and, and they were looking at, you know, real-world learning experiences for students and what are the benefits and, like, getting them out of the classroom into the real world and making that connection. And like so many things I find in education, and you probably can connect with this too, is like sometimes it seems like it's this new thing, like, oh, what's the service learning I'm hearing about? Or I don't know where to begin. Or like my students in my school, you know, they have part of their ongoing, like every year they have to do a certain amount of hours and keep records of that. Of course, it's done on paper. Uh, but the service learning concept, you know, even for when I heard about that a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what this means. But then, like, it's been around for years. It's not like it's something that's new. It may not have always been called service learning. It might be because you were involved in a community event where there was like, you were, I don't know, like in my high school, we did um, part of, I don't know if it was graduation or what, because it was so long ago, but we had this like, breakfast that we did for seniors and they would come in. I mean, like senior citizens that we would feed them and interact with them. And I have, I made in the paper, I'm not lying. I was wearing a banana clip in my hair at the time. So don't judge, but like you could see the joy on everybody's faces. And it was on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon for, you know, four or five hours that you gave up that time. And you didn't care about like, oh, I'm giving up all this time. Like there was just so much value in having those conversations. And I see that picture. It almost takes me back to like that day and those conversations. And you can see the joy on my face, like just learning from people in the community um, of all ages, not just specific to that type of an event. So I love the idea of like back to school, you know, what are some ways that we can get students involved in things that are in the community and how that makes a difference for them? I love the idea that you're wearing a banana clip. <laughs> I mean, they're coming back around. Did you know that? Well, I never got rid of my scrunchies or big bows or anything. They're all upstairs. So, like, you're like OG banana clips. Like, yeah, that's so I mean, cool. I'm pretty sure it's a red one. And, you know, and I had blonde hair then. And it's just like straight back. And I got my Norwood Knights t shirt on. And it's, it's very whatever decade that was, which shh, we're not going to say. But um, <laughs> it's the best know, decade in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but 
I, I was say, I actually, I love service learning. I'm a big, um, you know, it's always been a big part of who I am in the classroom. And I can't believe the district, I used to, you know, work in Texas, teach in Texas. And um, the second and third year of my teaching experience, I was in charge of the district service learning grant. And that's where mm -hmm. I learned about service learning. I can't believe they put that in my hands. I'm so grateful they did. But as a young teacher, I did not know what I was doing at all. Yeah. But just the fact that I got to learn about service learning, we did a lot of different things with even our, so you did it with high school students. I, I did service learning with young students. And so it can happen you know, um, whatever grade level you're doing, um, it's just, you know, being relevant to what you're learning, putting it into practice so that it's, you know, real life learning. Yes. Yeah. And with, uh, we have like K through 12. And so when they're younger, like, you know, first grade, we see service that's done in groups. So they'll do it as like an entire classroom. It's so mm -hmm. sweet. And then, you know, they, but they, they, start learning the language of service they start you yes. know learning about you know helping together and it's just so i love the the younger ages when they're out there uh, impacting the community and it's just part of who they are they don't mm -hmm. even they don't they don't think anything about it other than they're going to go and do something helpful and you know plant a garden watch the yes. seeds grow you know yeah. it's tied back to the classroom activities that they're doing Exactly. And I love that you're saying that because it just becomes a part, a natural part of their learning and building that empathy is just amazing. We have a comment from Jen. She says, our adult ESL students did volunteer placement, placements, not placements. <laughs> I'm sorry, in the community. And it was amazing real world learning experience. We don't have a re-engagement strategy yet, but we need one for sure. Jen, I'm so glad you are listening and watching today because Michelle is here. She can definitely um, help you with that. And um, yes, Habitat for Humanity, a great organization to connect with, especially if you're in service learning. Um, so how would you, if you jump into that re-engagement or you started for the first time, how would you say that, why, why is it so important for that real world connection with volunteering? Um, how would you tie that in? We've talked about it a little bit, but let's go mm -hmm. deeper into that. Yeah. Well, even the Habitat for Humanity example that Jan just put up, um, that's a really good opportunity because students are using, they're learning real life skills that can be applied for the rest of their lives. So these are like life skills that the students learn. And they're also socializing. They're going back into the community. They're connecting with their friends and they're learning something together. They're making an impact for someone else. Uh, they're able to reflect on what they've done and they can, you know, um, just learn from that experience. It's, it's selfless, you know, mm -hmm. A lot of the last couple of years, we've been focusing a lot on ourselves. We've been trying to protect ourselves. We've, you know, created this little cocoon in some cases. And so now I feel like it's just 100 percent. Everybody's going back out into the community and, you know, they're not afraid. They're able to open up. And and for some, it's reengagement and some it's for the very first time, like you said, right. Mel, because they haven't even had the opportunity to serve um, before, and they're doing this for the first time. So they're having to kind of learn from scratch what to do. And yeah. so I think what I've seen and with Allen High School and, and several high schools, they're, um, they've started with on-campus activities. And so they've, they've kind of brought the community on campus so that it's like a safe environment. Mm -hmm. It makes parents feel safe because they're not going out. Um, and so it was it for them last year, uh, it was a really easy step to have 
um, a period of time where they could give back to the community, but they didn't leave the campus. Mm -hmm. And so they did about, I think, nine, seven or nine different activities on campus um, for people in the community. And so there's a lot of really good examples of what they did. Um, oh, that's great. That, that you can look at. So if Jan's looking at that, you know, there's some good examples there. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and that's something that we did with when I had my fourth and fifth graders, we did a lot of stuff with, like within the grade levels too. We did reach mm -hmm. out to senior citizens and we did some reading things, um, you know, some activities with them, but you can start small and build on that. You know, if you, if this is something, I mean, Service learning is a little bit uncomfortable at first because it's outside of your curriculum. You're stretching yourself, but, you know, students are being stretched. It's worth mm -hmm. it because just like you said, the skills that they're learning are going to help them for the rest of their lives. It's going to help them in their jobs. It's going to help them be better human beings with each other. And so that's so right. important. Um, can they go to your website? Um, is it X2? What is your website? X2Vol.com. Mm -hmm is the website and there's a blog area so they can go, they can access our um, blogs from, from there. Um, and then one of the other things I just wanted to mention around work-based learning is that the employers connect with the schools, but the things they learn there that are important and life skills as well are, um, for example, our employability skills. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. high school students can go out, um, they can, learn employability skills they apply for the rest of your life right. so that includes you know like conflict resolution uh etiquette at the workplace mm -hmm. you know the younger you can learn that the more benefit <laughs> it is it's like also accepting criticism you know it's like these these things that are high like related you know to high school students mm -hmm. so that when you get into the workforce it's not something that's brand new. It's something that, you know, you've experienced before. Some of those things are uncomfortable. So when you're younger, um, you know, you have a chance to experience some of those things that, you know, you aren't, you know, just, you know, having to experience for the first time. So right. you know, it, even like one of the newer things is proper use of um, electronics. Mm -hmm. so if they're using their cell phone. Like if you've been mm. a lot around the high school students in there, like using their cell phones all the time, they're learning yeah. that classroom, but there's also a place for that, you know, in the work workforce as well. You know, I uh, was thinking about like in, in my school, the, it's probably been about five years at least. I mean, may, well, maybe about seven where we've done, like I was mentioning, you know, the, the students have like five years of volunteer service and then there's a form and they do whatever the volunteer service is and somebody signs off, off on it and that's kept in a, a binder and a portfolio for them, which now we have, we've been using more of a, like an online kind of with that paper. But the other thing that my school does and has done for probably about five years now is kind of like a give back day. And they have, I mean, students, teachers will reach out into the community to find just different opportunities. And they would have sign-up sheets available for students to walk into the office area to see something they were interested in. In some cases, it was like going and cleaning up, you know, the park, or it was going to the senior center, or it was going and doing, you know, some, some food deliveries and, and things like that. But I, what I loved about that is, one, it got students outside of the building 
uh, and finding something that was kind of interesting to them. And in that process, like it really connected them with other people and the learning that happened because of that. Now, there were oh, actually there, there were two other options that did not get them outside of the building. One was writing you know, positive notes and just like quotes and things to put into like a jar to keep in the guidance office. Uh, and then there was a, there was another one where students were writing um, letters to people that were in the military and they were abroad and they were going to send just, you know, like care packages over too. But the fact that students had the chance to kind of look what was available. And in some cases, you know, they're asking their friends like, oh, which one are you going to do? And then they go with them. But even in that, they got to interact with their classmates, people they didn't know that were in their school to get out of the building, to actually get involved in hands-on real world work. And many of them, when they came back, they had a reflection activity to do. And it was like, you know, what did you learn from this? Uh, and some students were like, you know, I should have not have worn those pants because I was working in the dirt, <laughs> things mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, besides those types of things, what did you learn? And, you know, some of them had no idea of what was in our community, the needs in the community around them. Uh, so it did help to bring focus to that. And then for some, you know, it's like, oh, I have to do X amount of hours of volunteer. Like we as adults do that. If anybody's a member of ISTE, you know, there's volunteer hours of service education people do to help other educators. And I think it's something that obviously we have to model in our classrooms and provide opportunities, but it doesn't have to be something really big and you know, time consuming, it could be the smallest things, you know, identifying those needs in your community or looking globally and finding things mm -hmm. in, you know, in your own community. So I'm going to pause there because that was a lot of information. <laughs> Putting right. on the listening list. You uh, mentioned something really important and that's the reflections mm -hmm. because um, a lot of times when students are told to write a reflection, they, they don't even know, they don't know how to write a reflection. And so what we do uh, in our platform the schools write prompts for the students. So there are reflection prompts and, and it mm -hmm. really helps the students um, just kind of know where to start. And then over time, they just get deeper and deeper in their reflections. And it's just so nice to watch. I agree. I love that. And actually service learning, learning how to teach service learning is actually when I started understanding the importance of reflection. Um, so that is, that is great. Deborah says that's a great idea because there are choices and students are more likely to participate when they have a choice. And Jen, she has shared so many good things. She adds reflection on their learning is so important. And also, did you see what Jen, she, she shared that I had never heard that 21st century skills called power skills, but I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. I'm going to like, I'm going to write a blog on that. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Where were, are you guys, are you guys, we've talked a lot. Are you, are we ready to have a game time and do some fun stuff? Uh, yeah, I did have one more, one more okay, thing to right. add to only because it's on the screen right now, but yes. in, you know, in your experience, Mel or Michelle, in what you've seen, do you, have you had the chance to hear from maybe mm. people, students, schools that have used XTVOL and then they've gone through and they've done some volunteering and they've done some work-based learning and all of this. And then, you know, I didn't know I had an interest in that. And now like they're pursuing a career in that area because, you know, 21st century skills, future ready. Now we're looking like future, future focused skills. And sometimes you don't know what you don't like until you actually really get out there. And then you're like, oh my gosh, but have you had anybody come back and say, you know what, it's because I had this experience and I could see, and I could reflect on the benefits of it. And now like, this is my interest. This is the line of work I'm getting into. Yes. And off the top of my head, I don't have any one particular student, but I have heard stories like that. And, and also the opposite, 
it was something that they thought that they were interested in, but when they actually experienced it, it wasn't something that they wanted to pursue. So mm. you, you see both sides when you're mm -hmm. able to experience that, um, you know, in real life. So right. I, and I like both of those because that, that particular student, if it was something that they had their mind and heart set on um, to do, and then they realized what was actually involved, that saves mm -hmm. them a lot of time you know, so true energy. And yes. And that's the best type of learning, you know, and that's right. what we should be doing, preparing them for, you know, after school, what are they mm -hmm. doing when they, they leave, you know, the K through 12 schooling. So yeah. that's great. I love that. And that was a great question, Rochelle, but my Thank question you. to you ladies is, are you ready to play a game? We are, <laughs> we are. And I feel I the pressure on myself right now because I'm the one that came up with, uh, with these questions, but I thought it would be a, a really fun one to do, especially, and, and I have friends who've been in school for three weeks now. So I'm sure those that are joining in now or that are catching this a little bit later are gonna appreciate these questions, so. All right, before we start though, you have a book giveaway. I have it on the bottom screen, but yeah. you're gonna, you want you to follow Rochelle. You can follow me and follow definitely me. follow Michelle at X2Ball um, and join in our conversation. And I guess everybody that's been talking has entered into this conversation. That's right, and there's I still mean, time. I mean, into the, into the competition <laughs> to win a book. Yep, and can answer questions and drop you know your comments in because we want to hear from you too. So it's a game of would you rather. I have twelve questions. They could be kind of rapid fire. It's a big mix, but um, for getting back to school, if teachers are like, I don't know what I'm going to do to get to know my students. Would you rather? Those are great to do. <laughs> this or that. Are you, are you both ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question I just want to know, are the people at home, are they ready? <laughs> Jen, are you ready? Yes. And Dr. Kirby, <laughs> Dr. Deb Kirby, who I know. All right. Question one. Would you rather go to school year round or have it the way that it is in most cases and have summers off? That's a good question. I know what I'm going to say. Me, me too. Smarter than go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> me neither. I would rather have school year round, but a different kind of school in the summer, like a life skill school mm. in the summer, like regular school. And, yeah. and then in the summer, a life skill school. Yeah. Hmm. I would say I agree with I I think we only I think it would be hard to adjust for those of us who have never been in an um, all year round school. It mm -hmm. would be hard because we're so used to getting summers off. But I think it would be better for students and families if we did all year round and took breaks in between. I just right. feel like the the routine gets so just it's just so hard to get back into the routine. I'm struggling right now. Um, I know my kids are too. I mean, just waking up in the morning um, and then, and then you just get outside of that schooling. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm for year round, but I yeah. like having my summers off too. You know, I do, I know. but it's because this is how we've always done it. Right. Well, I'm going to answer quick with no explanation. Year round. Question two, <laughs> would you rather have only one teacher all day for your four years of high school career, or would you rather have different teachers for your whole high school career? I like what Deborah just said. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, what was the second part of the question? So you would have your four years of high school, grades nine through 12, with the same teacher for every class the whole time. Or... Okay, but multiple teachers, but I like, I would have you for Spanish from my freshman to senior year. Yes. And like okay. for your math teacher would always be the same math teacher, like English, all the same English versus, you know, I mean, and if you're, if you're like in my school, I'm the only Spanish teacher. So you're, you got me, but 
or would you rather have different teachers each year for those subjects? Mm. Your, your Dr. Deborah friend, she says different. Yeah. I, what if you hated a teacher? I'm sorry, but well, I mean, it happens. You know what, Mal? You just have to, you have to pick one right now though. So, and you got to like <laughs> Real roll life. with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say different because I think that when you get older, like the more people that you come in contact with, just be, yeah, I'm going to say different. Yeah, me too. I, I would probably say same. I think it'd be interesting because I've never thought about that. But then that person gets to know you and they know your potential. Like they know when you're, mm-hmm. what your strengths and weaknesses are so they can it's help true. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true yeah. too. And that's but then if the you reasons. hate them, you're stuck with them. Right. Yeah. And although, I mean, we didn't really hate, that's a powerful word, but you know what I mean. It is a powerful word. I know. All right. Question three. Would you rather have a nice teacher that's bad at teaching or a mean (laughs) teacher that's great at teaching? Oh, that's good. Bad teacher, but great. Wait, what did I say? I just lost my, uh, nice teacher, bad at teaching, mean teacher, great at teaching. I'm going, I'm going, I'd rather have a mean one. Yeah. (laughs) Mean and great. Hmm. That's me. I don't know. That's such a terrible question. Oh no, it's a funny (laughs) question because you laughed. So it's a good one. So you got to pick. I I can't, I can't, I wonder, I wonder if I was a nice person and the bad teacher. I feel like, I feel like I'd have students that would say that about me. (laughs) Eh, We probably all did at some point. And I've had mean teachers, you know, um, I don't know. Wow. Flip a coin. If I, if I don't want to come to your class, then that's that. I'm not going to learn much from you. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. So I and guess. And I'm not going to learn from you if you're a bad teacher. So I guess, yeah, it's a crapshoot. So, so what's your answer? I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. So we'll go on to question four. Uh, would you rather be a grade school elementary teacher or a high school teacher? I'm going high school just because that's what I've been doing. So I'm elementary, but I wouldn't mind going up. I'm, I'm open to any grade level. I just love kids. I'm just qualified to teach yeah. K through eight. That's all. I would say high school for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I just, I don't know. They, I think my personality and just the way I can re- relate to like life and next steps and all of that is more... <laughs> relevant to them oops me i love she said man is in the eyes but that's true deborah that's true okay no oops all right question number five would you rather write a six-page essay or grade 100 six-page essays i mean this one's like i'm writing the essay but some people may not want to write the essay so write a six-pager grade 100 six-pagers you could write a six-pager in my sleep Oh, right. Nothing. I'd say right. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay. Next question. Would you rather get nap time in high school Mm. or have gourmet food available from the cafeteria every day? Oh, gosh. That is so hard. (laughs) I know. I'm going food. Nap time. Oh my God. Like, I feel like today I'm going to say nap time, but I feel yeah. like every other day I would pick the food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so, really tired today. <laughs> I, yeah, it happens. So we'll go with, it's a mix on that one. Okay. Question seven, lunch duty or playground duty? Oh, playground duty. 
Me yeah, too. I hate lunch like, duty. I've had lunch duty and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so loud. I, it, I, I like mean, that you can connect with the kids and talk depending on like if it's elementary versus high school, it's, a, it's different, but I don't know. I feel like it's too hard to keep kids quiet. Like, I feel like it's mean. Like, yeah. they finally get to talk the way they want, and we have to keep them quiet. I freaking hate that. Like, I really hate lunch duty. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan, but, you know. Okay. Lifetime supply of flare pens or expo markers that never dry out. It's a random one. Expo. I'm expo. going expo. Me, Me too. too. Okay, I have... Two more. Actually, I have three more questions. Okay. I just want to know if your mom's watching. Marianne, are you out there? She's I haven't seen she her. Hasn't, she hasn't tuned in. She probably was okay. like not realizing we were on. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next question. Would you rather have an open coffee bar in the faculty lounge or just an open bar? <laughs> <laughs> open bar. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That question made me laugh so hard. I was like, I, I can't put believe that one in you there. asked it. That's <laughs> funny. You surprised it, it, me. It could be locked down during school hours, just like the vending machines happen mm. to be in a lot of schools, you know, and then like after. I but. feel like you could have your cake and eat it too on this one because I've I've had like a coffee bar of my own in my classroom for years. I would have like just everything I needed for my coffee. Yeah. Um, and so I would also choose a bar because – there will be times when a shot would just be perfect, you know, just to help you get through the day. Uh -huh. Nobody needs to know. You just go in there, you take your little shot and you go on with your day and everybody is happy and none the wiser. That's true. You could do it. All right. Last two questions. You ready? Hit it. Okay. Hit me with it. I don't know which one to do because I should have saved the, the bar one for last. All right. Second to last question. Would you rather have an extra $1,000 per year as a teacher, or have an extra three personal days to use for whatever you want. I'm going personal days. Yeah. $1,000 over a year is like chump change. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That personal one was days. easy. Okay. <laughs> so here's the last question, even though we could go on and on and on. But um, this one, I may not as be as funny as the, the bar, coffee bar one. Last one is, would you rather have your substitute teacher for a semester be a member of your family or a total stranger that mispronounces your name the entire year? Oh, a stranger. I, I'm going to go with a stranger because I don't even like my family. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going with a, cause it could be Raquel, Rachel, Renee, um, Rachel. Uh, it could be a lot of <laughs> Rachel, that is awesome. Seriously, has anybody ever really called you Rachel? Uh, I don't think, but I've gotten Brushel. Brushel. Oh, wait, Facebook user. All right, let us know your name, Facebook user, who you are. Facebook users like she was he or she was family. They they can do the wrong name thing all day every day, so they can do both. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! So these were fun. A stranger for sure. Every ah Tisha Poncio, yay! Oh, so nice. Good to see you, Tisha. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, so before we go, how are these people going to know if they won the book? Well, we give people a little bit of a chance to kind of catch up if they couldn't join us in live and put some comments and answer the questions and anything like that. I'll share it out again later and then make the big announcement, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, LinkedIn and everything. Um, do the drawing, you know, the random name wheel generator picker that we have and go from there. So you're so kind. You do that. I would just pick the person that I like the best. <laughs> 
Honestly, <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> Well, oh. Michelle, it has been so great that you've been um, back on today. I love what you're doing. And I just, I hope more people will check you out at X2Vol. Just follow them on Twitter or X2Vol.com. And, you know, make sure to put this as part of your school year. You know, um, you're not going to go wrong. And it's okay if you don't start out amazing. Mm. Nobody starts out amazing. I mean, very few people do anyway. I don't know anybody that started out amazing. But <laughs> right. it's worth, it's worth totally worth it um thank you for coming back on our show rochelle it's wonderful to see you do you guys have any last words you'd like to share before we say goodbye i just want to say thank you thanks for having me back again and i wish everybody a really good and successful school year yeah. yes Definitely. what a great yes Yes. Thank you to everybody who joined in, um, you know, virtually. We appreciate you so much. I feel like I made a new friend in Jen and Deborah. Um, so we'll see if uh, if Rachel likes you and um, picks you to win her book. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Have a great school year, everybody. We'll see you again. Yeah, Do we know when you. we'll see them again, Rochelle? Well, I know that we'll see some people on Friday night, but when it's when we're apparently being, you know, funny, that's a week from this Friday. Oh yeah, that's right. That's oh yeah. That's this is not the week of the twentieth. Oh, that's that's a good so reminder. Good right on August twenty sixth, we will yes. be you will see Rochelle and Mel um, on a different channel, but we will be doing our fun game. And so join us. We'll be um, live streaming through all the spaces edu socials. So mm -hmm. make sure to join us for that. So thanks for bringing that up. It was yeah. good to see y'all too, um, Tisha. Thank you so much. All right, bye everybody. Yay, see you again thank soon, you. Rochelle. Yeah, thank you. Don't pick me. I probably have all your books. Uh <laughs>